Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third edition of the NRL SC Talk podcast for season 2020. Uh, you would have heard Benny G and I go through a little bit of an intro and our first teams analysis through Cowboys, Titans, and Penrith last week. And this week, uh, we've changed the guest up a little bit. He's been on this before, and you might know him as Semi Sonic. He's uh, frequently posting top quality content on the website and has a massive fan base. Sorry, just reading off a script here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyway, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, mate. Nice to see you. How Thanks, you been? Man. Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. Excited to get back into it, actually. Oh, yeah. So how was last year for you? Rough. Before we, before we cut in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, real get rough. Um, down year. I was, uh, I, I just fell apart. I don't know what happened. Just couldn't get anything right in the middle of the year. I think I sold Luttrell before he went on his run. I started with him and he was subpar, so I went, I'm getting rid of this. <laughs> well, everyone else out there will thank you for it, I'm sure. I don't yeah. think I had Luttrell. It was one of those ones where you're just like, he's so lazy. Yeah, that's as, it. As Joe Fitz would say, he's one of the laziest footballers ever. And as you say that, he strolls across for some horrendous... Just, he'll do nothing for 90% of the game and then he'll score like 45 in one play and... And you're just kicking yourself because, yeah, I punted him early. Mm. So, oh. yeah, I mean, we're here now to do a um, teams analysis of a few uh, a few guys that aren't South Sydney. So we'll get into Latrell a bit more, the talk yeah. of the talk of the off-season. So I'm sure we'll whinge more about uh, lazy Latrell down the line. But uh, for this pod, who are the teams that we're going through? Um, well, and I've specifically got number one on this list I was going to say, you. obviously, you've put the Knights front and centre for me, so appreciate that. Um, we've also got the Eels, Warriors, and we'll finish up looking at the Melbourne Storm. Hmm. So, I mean, a couple of very super coach relevant sides in there, a couple that we yeah. might skim over. I mean, if they weren't your side, we'd probably be done with the Knights in about five, ten seconds. But You, you might be surprised, mate. I think I might be done with them already. <laughs> Early days, mate. Long season ahead. So, without any further ado, let's just get straight into it. So, your boys, the Knights. I kind of want to hand it over to you. So, yeah, let's no talk worries. firstly. What's happened in the off season? Very little, to be honest with you. We lost a couple of key pieces from last year. Um, and when I say key pieces, I'm not talking about Jesse Ramian. He sort of stood on the <laughs> sideline and watched the back of Kalen Ponger for most of the season. Um, no love Je- lost. No, that's it. He's gone. James uh, Garve and SKD. Uh, overseas Jamie Bureau and Zach Wolford are still unsigned and then we had a couple of retirees and Slade Griffin and um, Nathan Ross but then um, oh, and Danny Levi yeah, yeah Danny Levi Sorry. just the other week yeah I was Basically. hoping it would be Granville. I was hoping the <laughs> Eagles would pick Granville up. We could get Latrell, squeeze him in the jigsaw. Oh, but no, yeah, they've, that's they've almost rated. a like for like on salary, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mate. Yeah, no, it's just I don't. It's one of those ones I don't quite understand it because Levi can play when he's allowed to run and decent defensively, but it just wasn't in the plans. So I don't know. Well, he was slated he was just going to be a bench hooker this year. Now that you've got, I guess we're going to get into the ins, and there's not too many of them. But no, not hugely. But you know, Brayley is, I guess, the in for the Knights this year. Um, he's going to... They're talking about him playing 80, but 
I mean, that's that's an up from his last year's stats. He played about 67 last year at the Sharkies, but little brother mm. nipping at his heels. So as a, I'm looking at the NRL.com predicted team, and they've got a four-forward bench here. So they've got Connor Watson at lock yeah. and no bench utility. So they're obviously expecting Braley, who can play 80, to well, do that. I think... I, I, I don't, I don't think that's right. Actually, I think uh, Barnett will play at thirteen with uh, Sione on the wing, and Connor will play a utility role. But it's one of those things where they're kind of thinking that. Well, again, I'm not privy to the inside information, but just my thing. That's what you're here for. Yeah, that's right. I'll some get juicy locker room. I'll get on the blower and see if I can <laughs> think something up. But no, nah, Braley's going to play big minutes, and I think because they're talking about Watson playing at that thirteen, and it's I think it's simply because they need to play him somewhere. Hmm. And um, if Braley's playing big minutes, then you're not going to have Watson playing five. Yep. Uh, who knows? Sure. All right. We'll get into them a little more here. So I just had a quick look at the draw. We didn't do this for the last uh, couple of pods, but just for each team we're going through, I just had a quick glance at their sort of first six to eight games. Yeah. So as we go thing. through, we'll just, in terms of the Knights, I've got their opening draw down here as being okay. Yeah, I reckon of the first four, Five games, we were probably looking at three wins in the Warriors, Tigers, and Cowboys. What was that last team? Uh, That's in the it, win column? Yeah, win Ooh, column. Oh, jeez, early days, mate. Yeah, Did it's you not... a bye week, I think, that one. <laughs> It's not 2018 or 19 anymore, but... No, that'll be fun to watch, actually, with the new Cowboys team. You covered them last week. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch with their ins. Yeah, I mean, who knows with... With the boys, it's definitely a brand new oh, looking side. We're trying to get some spark in that back line that has been slower than a hundred year old tortoise for quite some time. But we'll see. Hopefully, Holmes doesn't take as long as um, Hayne did, or other guys coming to brand new sides to well, hopefully to he does click, a little bit better than Benny Barber did for his last year. Yeah, well, he's made it past Australia Day, well, so I mean start. that's the cutoff it's mark the in terms of our recruited fullbacks. Well, in saying that, he's doing better than some, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Very, very fresh coming out there. But, yeah, we'll get into one Raiders signing later on. But I think next pod. But uh, just on the Knights, in terms of off-season injuries, they don't seem to be too affected. No. Star Toa is recovering from, I think, finger surgery. Cracking name. Yeah. Stafford Toa. Stafford. Got Star on one side and Best Best. on the other. Bradman Best. We're on the way up. Um the other injuries I had here was Mason Lino uh, recovering from off-season shoulder uh, Rico, mm. um, but should be back in time for trials. And Bo Firma, who was looking at an early to mid-2020 return from a knee injury, but uh, only yesterday got granted a release to go up and join the Titans on a three-year deal. Ooh, the Titans. Yeah. Three-year deal, probably worth about $800,000. Oh, it's- Step, their stepping right into Jai Arrow money. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, that's Lalani Latu money. There. <laughs> yeah, well. Now that he's gone, they've got spaces to fill. Yeah, no, Firma was supposed to be a, a solid player, up-and-coming gun. So, mm. like, look, looking at the you know Twitter responses and whatnot, the Knights fans aren't happy that he's gone. Ooh, typical Knights recruitment. I'm sure there's a 40-year-old Super League veteran yeah, that you can come and fill in. Yeah, probably Scott back or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Mez is back. Trent Merrin's back. So well, it's just the flavour. It'd be just the flavour. So just on those sort of young blokes. So who you got down as possible round one cheapies? I've got a couple here, but that's obviously NRL.com. NRL.com. Theme. Who knows? Um, Phoenix Crossland, it won't be playing. Won't be playing? Won't be playing round one. No. All reports, Kurt Mann's going to start in the six. Um, as I said, Braley in the nine. 
um, Ponga, Pierce, the other spine, and then Watson, I think, off the bench. So I think Phoenix is going to have to buy his time. And it could only be two or three rounds until, um, you know, they get sick of... Deck chairs start yeah, getting rearranged. that's it. We'll see what happens. But it, it was the same as last year. Ponga started three games in the in the six and then got put to the back. And So I guess they'll try some things. Surely not doing that this year. God, no. It's Ponga in one and he's Ponga not getting touched. One. That's it. How good. What about, so you mentioned him before, Bradman Best. So Bradman he Best. sounds yeah. like he's got the inside running. Yeah, he's going to be a lock in my team. Yep. Uh, 241K. Um, he played three games last year and only scored 25 and 26 in two of them. Scored a try in the third for a 60. But, oh, what uh, a bastard. He's killed his price. Yeah, absolutely. He jacked it up. But <laughs> the thing is, like, he passed the eye test for mine. He's a strong runner and he's confident. So... You know, his first couple of games in, he's probably just feeling it out, and then you know, he's he's going to be all the better for uh, another preseason in the system, and uh, yeah, he'll be there from round one. So lock him in your team. Sounds good to me. All right, so we'll move from cheapies. Let's talk about some of the super coach relevant players, and there's, I mean, I've got I think a list of three or four here. You might have some more, but I'll let couple. you lead the way. So the obvious obvious one is the number one. Number one, Ponga. He, we just said he cut his price down at the start of the year. He only averaged 41 across the first three games. Um, and then he just went on an absolute tear from round four to round 19 where he averaged something like 86 a game, um, including Magic Round when we were all oh, yeah. cuddling Fond and memories. cheering. And, ah, good, and it's a bit blurry by that stage, but yeah. Everyone around us would have been like, well, not you because you had your Knights jersey on, but all of us, yeah. like me and the Cowboys, like, what are they cheering for? What are they cheering what for? What are these clowns getting but, up? But anyway. They just don't understand. I'm sure there's a few super coach guys out there. Oh, yeah. probably it's big enough now. Yeah. They would have gotten it. Um, the thing with Ponga is that he gave up his kicking at some stage, like goal kicking. Mm. Like he palmed it off to Mason Lino. And then, so that's obviously reduced price again. And he finished pretty poorly. So I think he's, you know, he's hopefully in for a big year. We need him for a big year. And if mm. he's in for a big year with the Knights, he's in for a big year for Supercoach. So he comes in at about, what, like 100 and something K less than your Teddies and Turbos. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing because this year he's obviously not dual 5'8 no, fullback that he was last year. So most people end up running with the Teddy Turbo fullback combination Ponga and 5'8. And that was easy enough. But now all of a sudden he fit. Fills that log jam. And so, it's, it's not even just those three. You've got um, Val Holmes. Val Holmes, well, mainly. RTS. You've got RTS. You've got Pappenhausen. Yep. Uh, it's be just a, massive, a gluttony yep. of fullback options, and you can only got two spots to fit them in. It's just, mm. and, um, and that's not even counting any potential cheapies that come in. Yeah. So, I mean, look, even looking at that spot, and like if I'm obviously looking at this not through you know red and blue coloured glasses, but I don't know if I like what I see there in terms of... I know that... Mitchell Pierce and Kalen Ponga, when when one of them seemed to go well, the other did. Yeah. And you saw that in their super coach scores. They trended together. But I don't know if I could see a lot of points through, you know, like a makeshift Kurt Mann at 5'8 and a rookie. The problem, not so a rookie, the problem with looking at these teams with red red and blue glasses is the, the red flags just look like flags. Mm. Um, so you kind of gloss over some of their, their other, um, you know, the big nose, but like... Barnett had a huge bounce back year last year. He provided a lot of go forward and some danger mm. from that lock position. Fitzy was awful. Oh, yeah. Awful. I've got him and on my I, list as I relevant. I rode but... him too much last year, but the thing is, 
He's 130k cheaper than he started last year. Yeah. <clears throat> he had a 62 and 58 in the two years, like 2018, mm. 2017, and only a 48 last year. So he's underpriced in that regard. But you know, if he can bounce back, he's decent. God help me, he's tempting me. <laughs> he's tempting he's me. A nice again. price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before we finish on Ponga, I mean, like that's he could almost be a pod. He's a big name, and a lot of people yeah. pick him up on that basis. But given the logjam, all of a sudden he goes from like a 40%, you know, everyone's got him, so they ride or die with him. To, Do we have the numbers? Maybe there? that 20 or 30. Because, yeah, that's it. Everyone's sort of still, and rightly so, super high on Teddy. Um, mm. you know, he averaged something like 84. And um, Pappenhausen destroyed the competition. We'll talk about him a bit later. But when he played 80, he just absolutely killed us. And, um, and he looks locked into that again. So... I mean, those two are going to be taking up the majority of spots. Mm. And so, yeah, Ponga could be a bit of a, um, yeah, as you said, a bit of a pot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a few games at home to start the year, but majority away. So for mine, that's probably going to sway me towards a teddy Pappenhausen combination. But it's, you know, what what are we, early days here? Got a, yeah, well, about a month to go, so it could be. What's this, we're recording on, like, the last day of January, mm. second last day of January, something like that. Yeah, we've got a bit of time. Could be anything by round one, but as you pull up Ponga's ownership stats, David Clemmer. So he had a massive start middle of last season, tailed off a little bit with minutes towards the back end. The season he comes in, he's 617,000, so your premium front row option there in terms of price. Um, What's your thoughts? Like him, but he's now the second most expensive prop. He was the second highest scorer last year in the position, obviously, but he had career best numbers by like eight or seven or eight points or something like that. Mm. Um, had to carry a lot of weight in the Knights pack, and can he do it again? Yeah. Or is he, like, to me, he's a bit overpriced. Not to say he's not going to be, you know, top three, four mm. in the position, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot to pay. Especially so early. So Benny yeah. G and I are similarly with a guy like um, JFH, Fisher-Harris yeah. from the Panthers. So he also had a pretty Career. big year yeah, for Supercoach, especially in his minutes as well. Yeah. And you look at a guy like Clemen, that 617k is what you'd expect to pay someone who's regularly pushing out, I'd say, 60, 65 minutes, given his, yeah. he's pretty much a base well, That's it. You're looking at your, your top locks mm. of the competition sort of thing. You're only going to rest, you know, 10 minutes or so, yeah. either side of half time. But, yeah, for a prop to continually do that, it's asking a lot. And he's not a baby anymore. He's been in the system a while. Yep, but a lot that's of... it. And if, a, if it is, depending on how the formation of the bench goes, if it's a four forward bench possibility, you think it's more likely to have a utility. But if it is four, then that probably rules him out. Well, you just know there's minutes drawing up. Yeah, I mean... Saying that the the utility, I think the option is playing Watson at that thirteen. So I guess it is technically a four forward bench, even if he is there. Yeah, he's going to rotate through that pack somewhere. But um, you know, you've got to fit in guys like Glasby's going to be coming off the bench. He's the prop there. Sasa will be there as well. So they've got a pretty strong four prop rotation. Um, and then there's even um, the other Sofidi Jacob, who's you know, been hurt a lot mm. since. Is he the one that got his leg broken? I think, I yeah, I think it was Jacob. I think it was Jacob, yeah. So he's kind of returning now. He's only 210K, and if he jags uh, another bench spot, you know, 
a shout out to Nick. He could be one to watch as well. <laughs> one to watch. Oh, it's the first, first one of the year. I think so. Oh, I don't know if we drop one. I'll have to be uh, corrected in that case. But well done. Thanks. Thanks. Early days. Yeah, good. So Dave Clemmer, a bit of a iffy one there. Next one on my list. Uh, you might there have you had go. him as well. We talked about him. And it sounds like you're almost tempted to go him again. But oh, Lucky Fitz. Lucky Fitz. Yeah. Cut I'm price, 440 k 443, yeah. 444, something like that. Yeah. And he was. You know, over 600. That's it. He'd averaged 58 and 62 the two yeah. years prior. But that was with a lot of attacking stats. A lot of attacking stats. But there was a lot of times last year, and I know because I watched him closely <laughs> owning him, but a couple of times he got pulled down within a metre of the line yeah. or something Dropped like the that. ball over yeah, the line, dropped maybe. the ball. You know, Ponga would hit him on a short one and it just bounced off his chest. So I don't know whether it was like a third-year syndrome or something like that, but he just fell away sharply. Um and I think in the preseason last year, I said to Nick, I wouldn't be surprised to see him cracking 65, hmm. you know, PPG. Especially with, you know, if Pong is feeding him good ball and well, he's just a regular it. combination, that's how these second rollers yeah, like. We, we made the joke, or I made the joke earlier about Ramian, but like Ponga does, he just goes left. He goes left all day and, you know, Fitzy running off him. Hmm. You, you should be jagging stats every couple of weeks. It just wasn't there last year. So, yeah, I'm tempted. Do you think he'll but, still get 80? So he's obviously been the 80-minute player for a couple yeah, of years now. Yeah, he's been the 80. And Sione on the other side, who's always a concussion risk. So I guess if he gets hurt again, Lockie will still keep his 80 job. It's hard to say. I don't know what the bench is going to look like. you got to fit. If Guerra's on the bench, he's going to be playing, you know, 30 minutes or so. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking with new coach and whatnot. I don't know what's going to go. I forgot about that completely. Yeah. Brand new coach. Brand new coach. So that's that's why I, and we said last week it's sort of a fallback line, but the trials are such a good way to see just where they're leaning with some of these combinations. Yeah, so exactly. You know, who are they likely to put off the bench? Who's going to get big minutes? Yeah, and say Simpson's got, you know, he's had the tutelage by Bellamy and the tutelage by Robinson. So he's had some... Good tenure, some strong history, and knows some systems. So it'd be interesting what he tries to put in play. Hmm. Yeah, keep an eye. But Lockie Fitz is at that tricky price. He's really but tricky. We know, he's, as you say, he's six hundred k plus at his best, and yeah, he definitely wasn't last year. He's he's kind of in that mid range price, mm. but and sometimes you need to fill those guys gun. in. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Fall and gun. Great, great term for him. Uh, I've got one on my list. Does this name look familiar to you as a possible super coach relevant <laughs> option? Do you have him on yours? I've, yeah, I've got him on my list as an avoid. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go. How about we just do a pro and con? Go so, for it. So, Kurt Mann, I've got him down here. 287K fullback mm-hmm. center wing jewel. Last year, he was just all over the shop in terms yeah. of where they played him. Well, there was the uh, stage once, one point last year, you you could have made the argument that he could have been a like a quad Position yeah, player. So they've just flipped the just coin and found fullback and center wing. Could have been hooker, could have been fullback. Yeah, fullback. fullback sometime. So, yeah, but I mean. But he has, so for mine, so oh, I'll yeah, jump go, go, quickly go. into the pro. So, all those games last year, just a massive mix. I'm just ignoring the that and focusing on his position that looks like being 5'8. Yep. So, uh, standing outside Mitch Pierce this year. So,. Last year, when he played at half, he had an average of 42, and he's currently priced at a 31. That's 31. So that's a decent price rise, but... But the the issue for mine is obviously, and I'm sure you'll get into it, is 
just where is he actually going to play for the whole year? Well, when you said early on, like Phoenix Crossland sitting there just behind him, and if Kurt Mann has a down game or two down games, I, you know, you've got a ready-made half five-eighth just sitting there waiting to replace him. So you can start with him at two eighty-eight, or you could start with a Jerome Luau, Luai, yep. who's, who's what two seventy or something, something like yeah, that. Yep. Um, George Williams is three thirty k at the Raiders. So there's guys around that price range who's almost look like they've got their spot locked up um, and potentially better attacking guys. But, yeah. But, I mean, the yeah. thing as well for, for me is that the center wing duel. So fullback, you can ride that off. There's better players there. But center wing, it looks a yeah, tricky position in terms fair. of cheapies and um, stuff this year. So filling that out. I'm staying optimistic that we're going to get these cheapies rolling through, the Tommy Talaus and oh, It always happens. Yeah, it's always, you always yeah. can get some. It's always some random, yeah, teamless Tuesday. So, I'm going to stay optimistic, and I'm, you know, if they're there, I'm not picking, man. I'm just going to stick clear. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, last one on my list, touched on a little bit. I don't know if you've got Connor Watson down. Connor Watson, yeah. Again, I got him as a, a void just because we don't know where he's going to be playing, what sort of role. Yep. Is he going to come on and play 15 minutes at uh, um, utility hooker? Is he going to play in the pack and just get his head taken off first tackle of the game? Mm. Don't know. He's, He's 501 500K. 500K. Yeah, um, you know, he is a dual hooker, but... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, you've got Brayley there already taking up one spot and then potentially a gun. Yeah, so I mean, you'd be slotting him into your five eight. In your five eight, then we just maybe down the line, yeah. his price levels out, and we see exactly where well, he's playing. Because he's a base stat beast. Almost. He is when he gets yeah, on, and he's that. an attacking gun too when yep. he's allowed to run. Uh, I got him in, in draft comp, and so I was stoked to see his um, his delegations. But just I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, he's going to play. Definitely wait and see, especially at that price. So yeah. Connor Watson, a definite. Void. Well, that does me for the Knights. What do you got? Anything left? Just start to. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised to, if he's fit and healthy. I wouldn't be surprised to see him starting over uh, Mogger um, on in the centres there. They're priced about the same, but I, I just I don't, I don't know. I'd feel about a bit more confident in Star at the moment. 
Okay, fair enough. So one to watch down the line. One to watch. One to watch. Yeah. There it is. We're going to drop it off. Yeah, before we move on to the next side, Parramatta, tip for the Knights for the year. Taking the glasses off. Where are they likely on that side? Where, where are they going to hmm. fall? Oh, Jesus. You put me on the spot. Actually, you know, Joe Fitz last year, and depending on where you think they're coming, when he had Lange or he went and did their early season pod, they had a stake bet, Bulldogs v Cowboys. Yeah, so okay. Fitzy, so Joe was Dogs, Lange was Cowboys. So for the entire year, it looked like the boys would manage to finish above the Dogs before their rare turn of form at the back end. So if you're willing, oh, first stake bet. We've dropped the one to watch. How about we drop the first stake bet of All 2020? Right. Let's do it. Cowboys v Knights. Cowboys v Knights, let's do it. Heard it here first. We'll be back to forget all about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It doesn't end well. Yeah, Could be a uh, race to the bottom there. But well, mate, we... Play the Cowboys twice this year. Knights v Cowboys played Ooh. twice, and they could go a long way to deciding the stake bet. So early windows, how good! Alrighty, so moving on to the next team that we have here, and everyone's favourite, Parramatta Eels. Man, how much super coach do they have in uh, their yeah. side? Uh, we'll yeah, it's fair few more super coach relevant players I've got in my list here, Huge. but I guess the ins and outs as well are quite yeah. extensive, and also pretty. I mean, the outs are outs are building up. So I won't just go through the outs. So Bevan French, I think he's off to Super League. Greg Lel... Oh, I'm going to butcher the name. It's Do the first it. of the year. Leleo Sual. Yeah, I'll let you take that. He's <laughs> gone to the Gold Coast. Greg L. Yeah. Uh, a few others. Kaiser Pritchard, unfortunately, retired. Very young, sad yeah. story there. He just couldn't... Tough break a, for the guy. Yeah, horrible run with injury. Um, Tepai Maroa, Matt McKilrick and Timmy Manor. Uh, Timmy Manor's retired after a very yeah. long... McKilrick retired. Kira was over in um, Super, Super Rugby. Super Rugby? Yeah, right. that's what I've got. And uh, Marty Ma'u off to Huge the Super League. Loss. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of Super Coach relevance, he's definitely the one there. And then one on the ends that sticks out. Uh, Regan Campbell Giller? Yeah, big Regan Campbell. It was actually uh, Hayes Dunster. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But. So Hayes Dunster, Reese Davies, Sam Hughes, uh, Wonga Blake from last year getting signed mid season. Um, as you said, Regal, Regan Campbell-Gillard coming to firm up the pack. But the big one there is the off-season signing from the Tigers, Ryan Madison. So yeah. out goes Ma'u, in comes Big Maddo. Absolutely so, ready-made replacement. Don't know what the Tigers are doing there, but um, let another one slip. But Well, Maddo just threw his toys yeah, out of the Yeah, it sounded like it was bit. all... Uh, yeah. yeah, he wasn't getting... I assume it was contract-related and... Wanted more yeah, money. Played coach. well. I played well last year. I want more money. Yeah, I mean, very early doors for him too. So yeah. I don't know if you can be. But that's twenty twenty, isn't it? Like, well, the way uh, you'd have to think. Wonder like if he had a down year and the Tigers turn around and go, "We want some money back." Would he be like, "Yeah, no worries." <laughs> yeah, what are they going to say? Well, very interesting times there. But uh, in terms of their opening draw, so for the Eels, I had probably the best of the lot we're going to do over the next couple of podcasts. I had excellent. So. Bank West, Bank West has went and put him last year. Three or five games to start. That's huge. Yeah. And against winnable opposition, mm. even home and away. Very winnable. Titans and Cows in Queensland, two weeks in a row, around two and three. Yep. Uh, but give a very good early gauge of the Eels' form because everyone sort of expects them that a decent year last year. Obviously, didn't kick on to where they wanted to be, but especially at home. Um, yeah, they had a were, huge highlight for you know you and me in the, in the oh, postseason. Eight nil, beautiful. Oh, so it? we'll get some hate mail if we talk too much trash about a certain Brisbane team. But oh, I'm going to give out my address if you want to send me some Broncos <laughs> hate mail. Send it right to me. I'll 
<laughs> use it to dry my tears. And, and yet we live in Brizzy. That's the yeah, thing. That's yeah. the conundrum there. So we've got a surrounded by uh, so what somewhat loyal Broncos fans, but we always got to dig the boot, and it's all good fun. But I, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a football game that didn't involve my side as much mm. as I did that one. Yeah, they should have um, maybe left the pokies until after their game. Oh yeah, or at least worked out what time they're actually going to be running on the field. Yeah, I think as long as they get the game day. Uh, strategy right you never know maybe just hit a few features just just keep going we'll see That's what it. see what we do they're actually the, the very last one we'll do on the next pod but uh, we'll get into our favourite <laughs> Prezzy Broncos but we'll keep as you that said short. That, that's what this Parramatta side can do. And yeah, you look at, as absolutely. we said, some of those outs and some of those ins. Yeah, and especially at Bankwest they were just dominant there last year and just I mean they were a tale of two sides in some points where they were horrible away from home and yep. you know, we went to Magic Round you just brought oh, in Gutho I brought in Gutho but also had Cameron Munster yeah, okay. so, so on one hand I had down. like I had Wilfred carrying on with me because he's got Cameron Munster and then on the other it's me and Wenon Wenon complaining what if, oh, who was this player that got subbed he had a so was it you and Aitken? Yeah. Someone, someone like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Zach Lomax. Lomax, that's so right. he looked like he was finally ready to break out, and then next minute, I can't see him on the field. Always <laughs> warming the bench. So he and I were uh, shedding some tears, him over Lomax, me over Gutho, but yeah. long way away, that one. But, yeah, so, I mean, for mine, this Eels side is very, very super coach relevant. In terms yeah. of injuries, is not... A great deal. Campbell Gillard's um, had an elbow injury in the off-season. He looks uh, good for the trials. Mike Acevo, hand issue as well as some off-field uh, Mike dramas. Acevo is technically still on bail. He's in the country, so he's, he wasn't yeah, allowed out in, initially and then yeah. changed something in his bail terms and he's been allowed to leave. He's come back and he's training. I've heard he's training again, yeah. but yeah, technically still on bail and... and Mm. Yeah. I mean, legal. We'll see how that ha- plays legal out. Legal saga aside, uh, could be a mid-season trip to Fiji yeah. potentially, um, and Parramatta playing there. But we'll see. So he's uh, one to keep an eye on in terms of his off-season. But in terms of injury, he looks like he's back for the trials. Wonga Blake's had an off-season shoulder rico, and there's quite a few of them. Yeah, he's doing a little injury run through, and there's a lot of shoulder ricos going on. Yeah, I think it's just a time to get cleaned up. Yeah, hitting the big boys in the, for mm. what 25 weeks of the year. Yeah, more if you play. So Wonga Blake looks like he's right there for round one. So yep. in terms of their side that they'll trot out on the field, I couldn't see any strong side. No, I couldn't see any very cheapies. strong side. Yep. The only cheapy I've got potentially, and it's my turn to mangle a name, is <laughs> Stefano Yudokamanu. Um, he was in the development squad and just um, signed with the Tigers for next year, but. Instead of releasing him a year early to start playing there, the Eels promoted him to the 30-man squad. So it says to me that they want to put some minutes into him this year. Right. So I don't know whether that's from so his name or not. Again? I'm just <laughs> Stefano. Stefano. Yeah, Stefano, you. Big yeah. Steph. All righty. But outside of that, I couldn't see much. No. That side looks um, pretty locked in for mine in terms of who they've got. So moving on to Supercoach relevant players for them. So top of my list... Uh, it might not be picked in a lot of sides, but King Gutho, yeah, um, he's yeah. always going to be floating around there. He's 532k, so it puts him more the mid-tier, I would say, range yep. for fullbacks, given some of the options we have there. Um, obviously had a bit of an up-and-down uh, last season, so we thought he just looked like kicking on, and then he, when I bought him, he uh, regressed he had slightly. a solid and, 10. Yeah, game. did he crack double figures? Yeah. Stuff cheering. 
But yeah, he's just he had a few good games at Bank West, but a lot of the points seem to be going through a rejuvenated Mitchell Moses. Yeah, so that's exactly Gutho spent time at Hooker as well while Marty well, was off yeah, the field. That's true, yeah. Just weird stuff like that for him. Yeah, he kind of got chopped and changed a bit, and it affected his um, output. But mm. any love um, for him at fullback? I mean, I'm not pro- probably not looking at him as a I'm, genuine option. I'm honestly, I'm not. I haven't looked at him too much simply because he's only fullback this year. But I guess that, that's another good a, point. A pro for him is he does have the round 16 buy, so you could play him through the first buy round and then trade up mm. to someone who's playing that second buy. Um, a lot of the bigger names will be either playing Origin or on the buy in round 12. So, I mean, there's, I guess, a strategy there if you want to play it that way. We're buy planning already. Oh, man. <laughs> it's not even round one. i got to do didn't something because I was learn. awful last year. Yeah, I think everyone was in the same boat. <laughs> Uh, so Gutho, probably not an option, but you know, pod hunters out there might see that start to the season and be a bit keen. Banyo will have every oh, one of these guys in his team. He'll, yeah. he'll have Daniel Alvaro. Yeah, why not? Coming off, he won't yeah. even be playing, but he'll be on <laughs> the, the bench somewhere. Uh, Mike Acevo is sticking with the back line of the Eels, so massive last season. Yeah, is huge. it second year syndrome type? Who knows? I think there's... Probably a natural regression there. He was the top try scorer of 2019. He had something like 22 across the stripe. Yep. Um, he was equal. He might have just picked Mamalo. I can't remember who got yeah. there at the end, but that was a race. Yeah, it was. It was he tied to the there. end. But, yeah, he looks... And even when he's not scoring tries, he's putting guys on their ass. Yeah, from, oh, that from, friend. Oh, that's it's beautiful. Blake Ashford probably still got the imprint on his chest. Yeah, that's it. It's got a big permanent tattoo right there. Mm. But, yeah, he looks good. Looks like, you know, Rodrada 2.0. But yep. Um, I, I I don't know what you can huge price for a centre wing and a well, winger. Well, yeah, that's it. There's other guys you can get in the position that for cheaper. They're not probably not going to do as well, but they also don't have a uh, court date. Yeah, yeah coming that's up, exactly so. right. Off field, off field drama, possible second year syndrome. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's the kind of like he's the kind of physique that is ready. Mm. Like, he'll be able to handle... He's not a young kid, eh? He's no, 20, he's mid-20s. big dude, and so he's not going to... It's not like he has to put on muscle to continue playing with the big boys. He's not beating people with speed, but, yeah, he's just... He's he's a uh, second rower playing out in the wing. Mm. He's a huge boy. Well, that's just 2020 rugby league, isn't it, I guess? It's just massive units all over the field. So, Sivo for, for mine, if you're, yeah. you're wanting to fill out your centre wing with a like, genuine try scorer, he's the type of guy yep. you get in, particularly with the Eels yeah, as attacking you. Yeah, at the you. top end, and we'll talk a little bit in the next team, but in the top end of centre wings, you've obviously got Latrell, who we spoke yep. about earlier, um, and you've got Sivo and um, Mamalo. Mamalo yeah. And I would take Sivo over Mamalo every day of the week at the price yeah. range. Price disparity is not too much there. So. No, Mamalo is more expensive. Either. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of question marks about Sivo, but yes. if you can uh, sort the off-field stuff out, could be a goer. Uh, his wing partner, Blake Ferguson, yeah. slightly cheaper at 506k, Ooh. but had a bit of an injury riddled. He did. He, he got hurt on 10 in round five. Yep. He got he scored only 31 in that demolition, that magic round, and he had uh, 28 versus Manly to finish the year. So... Those are really low scores for what we know Fergo can do. So I guess, is there room for improvement with him? Yeah, I mean, it's a, such a high price. It especially is. Especially at the centre wing. So even if he does go on a tear and you miss out, at the end of the day, given he's starting on such a high ceiling, then yeah, are you really going to miss the boat? And that's the 
thing with center wings they'll have their ups and downs right? yeah. like, so those top guys will come back to the mean and you know you can trade up mm. when they drop but for my idea, it's if you want an eel I mean I'd probably be going Sivo just based on Virgo's injury history I'd, I'd and outside back yeah because I say if you want an eel I'm looking at Maddo Oh, I'm not. You're not. I'm not. We'll Pros save, and maybe we we'll save him for last. Because okay, I don't think we'll have. I don't think we'll disagree too much on this next one, but maybe we will. Mitch Moses. Yeah. So the breakout of last year finally huge. had a huge, yep. and consistent huge. super coach. One year too late, I might say. I pulled him up in 2018. He was. Oh, so many people useless. had him never to play again. Stamped him. Yeah. And well, then couldn't I just do couldn't it. trust him again. Yeah. I went a bit of a pod route in 2018, thinking he'd ball out and not killed yeah. me then. Killed me last year. The only thing is halfback only this year. Yeah. That's one one downside. But outside of that, he hit a 62 average, his highest ever last season. 75% of his games were above 45. That's so huge. even in his down it's games, he was, still, he was still grabbing like the odd you know, force dropout, try assist through his boot or something like that, just to boost the score. Well, when you've got so. Fergo on the wing and Sivo on the other side, all you've got to do is put it somewhere in the vicinity mm. and they're going to get you a try assist. Well, actually, what, that reminds me. One thing we didn't mention on this last pod, but a rule change that could have super coach implications yeah, is the new point. rule around uh, the attacking or the defenders attacking Cannot tackle players a in, guy the in the air. So yeah. previously, you could defend your line and wrap the guy up if he's you know in the air, like a Daniel Tupo or Siva. That's like the only way you could defend. That's it. Right. Wait for them to go up and catch the ball, and then try and wrestle them down in the air. But this season, that's out. Day. Immediate penalty, so ooh, being being holes on the wing. It, oh, interesting to see how it plays out because again, penalty in the process of scoring a try is a penalty try. Is mm. is this yeah. going to be played that way? It'd be stupid to be played that way, but just throwing the question out. I don't know if it's if they'll say like I can't. can't make a call that he was definitely going to get yeah. there, and you know, maybe it's a sin bin or. No, I think it's just uh, you've got to just play it as a penalty because otherwise it's guys are just going to be kicking to the wing and they're going to be penalty tries. Yeah, I mean, and that's not sort of the rugby league we want to see. You want to no. see tries through the hands and all that, but this rule change has me a little worried that that we could just end up seeing the only halfback attacking player kids learn is the bomb to the wing. Well, it's already sort of going that way. You're mm. getting into the the fifth tackle, sixth tackle um, within the ten yard line. Ten yard. I've been watching too much NFL. <laughs> it's NFL season, isn't it? Yeah, the Super Bowl is Monday. Pumped. What's that? Super Bowl is this Monday. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, right. Does it get as many at the as the NRL Grand Final? Uh, it's probably comparable neck and neck, to yeah. the size of country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you add in like streams and stuff, I guess maybe. Yeah, true. But, all right. Might um, want to look out for. One to yeah, one to watch. Um, but yeah, so they're just getting close to the line, and you know, usually bombing. Mm. at the moment anyway so as you said you want to see guys tacking the line taking it on putting the ball through hands and, and yeah it's going to be a bit less of that this year yeah I mean for a guy like Moses got such a good kicking game then I can't not see him try to exploit that but in saying that know. Moses is one of the few halfbacks that will run he loves to run yeah. and if he's confident too yeah. and obviously after the season he had and a lot of unfinished business is at this parasite. And what, but then again, like, what Moses are we going to see? Well, that's... Uh, like, yeah, he's had one it. season and we're already sort of talking him up. Uh, I mean, I've got him penciled into my side and, and there you go, yeah. half back there. So, I mean, I've, I'm riding the, the wave, I guess. But, you know, one season out of... God, how long has he been? He'd been around a while. Now, yeah. And he was the 
the next coming of Christ at West Tigers until yep. they got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, but the way. one thing, like, as much as the try assists and the attacking game's there for Moses, he's also kicking goals, so he's got a solid floor. Yep. Nails And because yep. the Eels are a high-scoring team, so, yeah, he's always got some points coming his way. Yep. Great point. So I think you and I seem to be both on the same Moses page. Yes-ish. I won't be playing him. I'm not starting we'll him, but yeah. That bank worst start of the year has me well, swayed. Again, so yeah. I've got to get some. I've got to get an eel in there somewhere. So I reckon he's he's the go. That's fair. Um, quick one on Nathan Brown. I have him down here. He's obviously formerly super coach relevant, but had a horrible uh, run with injury. Injured himself in round one. Did the peck. Wasn't yeah, back until round yeah, fourteen. I had him then too. That was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if I did have him, but I mean, it would be one small win in a season of horrors, but. Anyway, with him, he's 550k and he's locked into second row only. So there's not a lot of room to move with him. But we do know what he can do in the game and his ability to bust tackles and offload and just get through base work. But I'm a little worried now, given the quality of players that he's got around him in the forward pack. Are the minutes ever going to go back beyond the sort of 60 he would have averaged last season? Yeah, Brownie's the kind of guy that's... He's pumping out a one PPM. So mm. if he's getting 60, he's scoring 60, which is what happened last year. He played 11 games, had 58 minutes per and 59 average, um, including that 20-point game to start the year. So yeah. he, um, if the minutes are there, then, yeah, he's going to be a super coach gun because he doesn't need the attacking stats. He just tackles his ass off and puts up hit-ups. Yeah. Almost like two runs a set and stuff Some as well. Like. Like, yeah, so he's Gallon-esque in that mm. regard. But, um, yeah, as you said, they're going to have... they got some decent guys on the bench. they got to get on. Yep. Um, but looking at well, the NRL.com and my own predicted 17, it's a four-forward bench. you got Reed Mahoney yep. playing 80. And that's the big thing. And if it was three forwards, then all of a sudden he's 65-plus. Yeah. But when you're sharing it around with quality players... But Brownie also has that um, ability to go into dummy half yep, that's when it, that's Mahoney right. comes off. But, but yeah, he, it's a, obviously his hit-ups go down well down then, but you know you can get a few more minutes that way. Hmm. So yeah, I guess that could be misleading, though, if you're seeing him having big... It's kind of like Gutho last year, like he was filling in at that spot, and it just yeah. like completely dries up um, the super coach scoring. But for a guy like Brown, that... Um, Keeps him on the park, who knows? Well, but that's it. If he, ju- he can just tackle tackle all day, so yeah. it'll keep him on for another you know, five, ten minutes and you'll get another you know, five or ten tackles. Mm. You know, I guess for mine, early days in the Supercoach year is where you're trying to make your, your money. And at a 550k price tag, I don't think a lot of room to grow there for a guy that I wouldn't consider a season-long keeper. Well, again, we talked about Fitzy earlier, and yep. you're saving 110k by going Fitzy who can... Jag some attacking stats and rise in price. Yeah, and if you give him last year's his like worst year in quite some time, um, if he still manages to be priced at a four hundred and forty k, maybe he's reached the floor for an eighty minute second row in side with so. attacking for options. my night team. I really yeah. hope that's his floor because he was woeful. That's exactly right. So for my Nathan Brown's probably a no go at this early stage, but see what happens with that bench rotation. Um, he's definitely reliable enough. But... Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on him through the preseason. I want to see how it plays yeah. out. But hmm. 
All right, so moving on to the guy, the pro and con for this particular team. So Ryan Madison, as we mentioned, brand new recruit for the Eels. So you're a pro. I'll let pro. you take the floor. Uh, I just think he's he had his breakout year. Um, he stepping into the same role, which saw Manu Ma'u average something like 400 a game at the end of the last yeah, year. Yeah, 70 plus um, every week. And... That was without tries. I think Ma'u scored three tries for the year or something. And yeah, he got a few random like line break assists and a few yeah, other things. But fair. it was mostly base from Ma'u. Yeah, out of nowhere. Putting in the work. And we thought because he'd signed and was out. But yeah, we're not talking about Ma'u. I guess, no, well, he's the, I guess his the, replacement. Yeah, like his replacement. And he's going to be sitting there and playing the same role, I feel like. And Madison's not a huge attacking guy. But again, he only had you know four or five tries last year and a couple of assists. So playing in an Eels team compared to playing in that Tigers team last year, there is the opportunity for a few more short balls from a Moses or a Dylan yeah, Brown, okay. put him over the line. Uh, I think that's, you know... If there's not growth, I don't think he's going down too much. And he's priced that uh, the average 67. So that's solid. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, for mine, I looked at the price tag initially and the fact he's locked into second row as well, so he's a he's not a jewel. So for mine, new team, so I just never know with mm. these sort of guys, especially as we mentioned the four-forward rotation, so how minutes are going to go. Because you saw last year Sean Lane settled in. We weren't too certain what would be the go there. He ended up being an 80-minute yep. board. You obviously had Manu Ma'u who's the 80-minute on the other edge. Yep. But now that that's changed up and Maddo's got a point to prove, so he's coming into a pretty established side. So it's just such a high price for that question mark. From what I understand the whole thing about upside and the difference between the Tigers and the Eels and the playmakers he has at his disposal. But for mine, it's too much of a risk early on. And if uh, you hope or you're sort of banking on those points because as he's priced, he's got to be nailing a lot of base stats in these games if he's not getting the odd attacking stat here. And if you're surrounded by a guy like Nathan Brown, who who controls the middle and gets through so yeah, much work that's there? True. Yeah, Brandy just as we said tackles all day. Yeah, and and Matto last year did a bit of roaming. He was I think never named at lock, but he did play there during games. And um, did a bit more of the dirty work through the middle. Uh, my worry with him is that all of a sudden he's camped on an edge. He's finding his space in the side, doesn't want to overstep the mark. So that's where he plays. And we all know that second row is like, it's a struggle sometimes to get him base points above, say, 45 a game. Yeah. And a guy like Mano can do it. But, yeah, there's just a bit of risk there at the price and the unknown with the brand new side. Well, to, again, to counter that... Sean Lane was relevant last year. Manu Mau was relevant last year. And they were both playing in each wing, each, mm. each edge. Not at 600k price tags, though. No, they weren't. But I say, it's just... But that, it's a good eel side. It's, it's a strong side. And it's a lot play, of money to tie up. And it's, it's, they don't play one side of the field. It's, they spread mm. it around. So it's not like... It, go back to the Knights. They yeah. play all left. Camps, yep. You go to the, the Sharks, where SJ controls it, and they go all right. And yep. So the Eels play both sides, so... Yeah, I'm I'm almost, not 100%, but I've almost got Maddo locked in. I think Benny G did as well. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's two versus one here, I guess, so far. But anyway, Maddo, um, yeah, see how he goes into trials, but mine a lot of points to prove for him. Is there anything else on the Eels that you've got? No, not really. I mean, as you said, there's no cheapies. We've covered all the, the big guys. Yeah. 
Agreed. Uh, next team that we've got on our list here, and I don't think this one will take as long. Yes, it'll be pretty The quick. New Zealand Warriors. So yeah. Poor old Nick's team here. So looking at their ins and outs. Yeah, I think uh, we all need to take a moment <laughs> silence for Blake Ashford. He's finally retired. Uh, He's gone from our game. It's a sad day. Yeah, well, it was just about to break out into Supercoach, I reckon. Yeah, that, that classic 13-year breakout. <laughs> you see it all the time. 13, time lucky. But yeah. he's gone. Le- oh, Soggy Sayo, he's, he's gone. gone. Overseas. The, uh, was it 2018 GB? Yeah. Chris Sarte. Sarte Sauce is gone. And they're, I guess the sort of main one there, the Isaac. Sort of the only one. one, let's be honest. <laughs> so yeah. Isaac Luke has gone. So opens up a spot for my boy. Yeah, huge in for the Warriors. Yes, yeah, massive. Game massive. changer. And so what's, what year, what, <laughs> what round did you pick him up last year? Well, it was the buy It was for the for buy rounds. Yeah. I bought him a little bit early. We should um, mention. Just to show. Yeah, it's Wade Egan for all those <laughs> listening at home. W-A-Y-D-E. So I think I brought him in at a, you know, almost bargain basement, 200K or so, and he ended up, you know, he Less than that. Probably, oh, I think he earned me about 30K by the time I turfed him. But nice. the reason I got him in was because he was going to play the buy round. And then I think he, he did his peck or shoulder or something and missed that round. And then perfect. Obviously, that's just that's perfect super coach in an absolute nutshell. Yep. But he moves to the Warriors uh, along with Josh Curran from the Roosters, a uh, young up and comer. A um, couple of rookies there, not a lot. No, so when no, Wade no. Egan is at the, the top of your list, you're I, struggling. I, yeah, so I posted a, a piece today to the site, and that's exactly what I said. When he's your biggest signing, it's a sad, sad day <laughs> to be a Warriors fan. Yeah. They just, they're not getting any interest from any of, let's say, free agents. Or They've tried. They They've tried. I think they tried for Pangai, maybe. They tried for... Tamalolo a year yeah, or two back. That kid from the Storm, T, Tino, Tino F. <laughs> Tino F. Tino F. So he signed with them and then backflipped to go sign up the coast. So. Yeah, can't take a trick, the poor Warriors, nah. but maybe this will be the spark. No one expects them and here they go. So in terms of their start to the year, I've got down tough. Tough. They're like in Australia, they're back to New Zealand. In Australia and back, so... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Five of their first eight games are over here. Yeah, the but I mean, and, you know, there's obviously the Knights to start the year. That's a huge, huge ask Massive for Massive game, yeah. Yeah. Um, got to, got to, where am I going to be? They get, <laughs> oh, everyone will be glued to the TV yeah. for that one. Um, then they head back home to play the Raiders. Is Again, that's a tough ask. And come back over and play Manly. That's their first three games. It's really tough for the poor guys. Got the Roosters there as well. Both grand finalists yeah. at home. And yeah. then well, let's say that's yeah. I I had a look at it. So six, seven, eight is Roosters, Storm, Eels. Yeah, I mean, without even really going too much further into some of their players, there that 
that's just that's almost a writing start. them off as a as an option before we even start. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll dive into a few of the. They've got a fair few injuries here um, that are somewhat of a super coach relevant. So, CHT Harris Tavita, he's got a bit of a wrist injury, but looks like being back in the trials. Uh, Carl Lawton, he's trying to make his way back into the side for round one, but he's got a shoulder complaint that apparently won't go away. Nat Roach, horrible luck last yep. season. I think he did an ACL. He's he's gone until mid season. Jared Beale uh, done his knee as well, but he's looking at first Early month round. out. And another one uh, that had a lot of interest last season, Jazz Tavanga. So oh, mate, he was an absolute godsend in my side last yeah, year. Yeah, constantly seemed injured, but managed to play through and unfortunately succumbed to. I think he had a bit of ankle cleanout surgery Something in the like off season, that, yeah. so he's he's not due back until it looks like round four or five. So. But it just. It, if we can talk about your boy again for a second, you look at that list, Carl Lawton, Nathaniel Roach, Justin Vanga, there's his hooking yeah. competition. So he so has basically Wade come in as your first choice hooker. By default, yeah. <laughs> he's the <laughs> starting number nine and he'll yep. get the the you know the fair share of the minutes. Yeah, I mean, last season he played one 80-minute game, so he's got the potential to yeah. How did yeah, he go? stay on he's the got park. got a 32 or something, did he? Yeah. Uh, and a 0.7 points per minute, so it probably would have been a good for, you know, 40, 45, <laughs> we'll see. And then he had a handful of 60-plus uh, minute games last season. So he can churn it out, but in terms of his output on the field, I think he jagged a try in round one. He might have put a barnstorming forward over the line for an assist, but outside of that, he makes the occasional tackle, well, uh, takes maybe one or two runs per week. To so, finish the year, to start the year... 67 in 61 minutes. Try assisted that one. To finish the year, 81 in 70 minutes. Every other game I'm looking at. <laughs> well, you can only take a man on his last well, game. Yeah, so okay. Well, he's informed then. He's looking he at the He is year. in rarefied air. Yeah. So here comes bargain basement almost. 298k in terms of hookers. That's oh, it. Hey, signed, sealed, delivered. Wade Egan, welcome Absolutely. back. Wade Egan. <laughs> And Blake Braley locked them in. Yeah, That's so your starting combo. <laughs> I don't see a lot of room to grow there. He'll get, you know, if he gets 80 minutes, push 350. But then all of a sudden, the tidal wave of returning yeah. utilities yeah, comes Tavano back. comes back in and starts stealing a couple of minutes there. And Egan is irrelevant. Yeah. And then you've got Cody Nicarima as well, Harris Tavita. There's some yeah. conjecture about where they're playing um, this season that will make trials all the more important for Did those Did they play guys, the two but... of those guys together last year? I think they did played they, Nico off the bench. Did some they games. rotate Nico through? I know. Dummy I half. remember Harris Tavita played a couple of games starting five eighth because he obviously started the yeah. or came in rounds four or five or so and played starting there. But then during the year he had a couple of games back. I think they'd benched Nico. Yeah, um, not wrong. So they have run those sort of combinations before, but. In terms of um, who's likely to start, I haven't dig or dug around too much in terms of what Warriors fans reckon, but NRL.com reckons Cody's got it. Yeah, and up that's and Harris sort of off how the I've, yeah, I've, um, what I can find. Yeah, I've got Nicarima starting at six as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. I mean, fingers crossed for Harris Tavita. He plays like 20-minute games off the bench, gets that price down from 385, which is pretty hefty. Yeah, yeah. And then... And so I've got him... Well, I don't even have him on my list because he's right in that funny range and he looks like playing a utility role to start with. Yeah. You know, if anything happens to those starting halves, he's going to be a mid-season pickup. Yep. Agreed. Um, I guess we'll breeze through these because we are... Oh, we're almost at the hour mark. RTS. 
Log jam fullbacks talked about him. What yeah. do you reckon? Uh, just the one ton last year. Just so in terms one. of top it's just tier, consistent. Just he only had five games below fifty, um, and one more in the fifty. So everything else was between that, you know, sixty to ninety range. And yeah, he's just consistent. And but he's a big price. Yeah, and that's it. And it's not too he, much more to get up to a turbo. No, you sacrifice a yeah. 300k second row for a 200 yeah something like that yeah. find the find the price savings elsewhere so for mine as much as i love watching rts play and he's sort of fun to own as a super coach yeah. player because he just always looks like he's on the precipice of a big break and it all goes through him you yeah. that warrior side he's well, the he is the guy yeah. and i mean the reason that mamalo did so well last year scoring tries is rts fed him with a silver spoon yeah. Yeah, some really creative assists there. But for mine, I mean, that tough run tough to run. start the year. Yeah, I'd be looking out. at RTS as a post-buy, you know, trade Great for in. the buyers. He's always, yeah. um, obviously, so as a the, Kiwi. The Warriors play that first buy round in round 12, and then, you know, you'll be able to co- coast home with him. Sounds good. Ken Mamalo, you mentioned him just then. Uh, high price at 550k, but a try scorer. Yeah. No matter how the form seems to go. Fourth most tries last year. Yeah. So he had a base of 35-plus last season as well. So, so he's put in the work. Yeah, out of, out of really nowhere. Before that, he... Well, he upped his career best Supercoach score by almost 20 points. Yeah. And he doubled up on it. Like he just found the line at ease because that's tend to, tended to be where they shifted the ball in his combination with RTS. So, yeah. again, he's a, like a Sivo. He's a guy that he's priced at a premium level for that center wing position, but you kind of need... Guys that can rack the tries up. You need try scorers. That's what the center yeah. wing's for. But if you're going to have a lot of cheapies. If you get those yeah. cheapies, you can put in four or five of them and then maybe one or two of these top-ranked guys. But until those cheapies come through, I think you're better off playing for potential in that spot. Great. Um, another one I had on my list here, just quickly, David Fusatua. Well, I was going to mention him too. Speaking partner. of potential, yeah, yeah. 346K-ish. And he went the other way. He averaged 37 last year after previous years of 48, 42, 51 and 52. But um, in saying that, he was playing outside SJ for those years. Yeah, so big, big point there. Uh, it looks like with RTS there, they're going uh, left a bit more now. I mean, Fusatua's got the, he's had the runs on the board if he can, if they can start spreading it both ways again, then mm. yeah, he's interesting. Only five tries as well. So I mean, surely, yeah, we always say surely, but surely he can't yeah, get worse. Can't get surely. worse. Eh? I mean, two hundred k cheaper than Mamalo, but for the shape of the Warriors' attack, there's a re- uh, there's obviously a reason for that. But yeah. so for mine, he's uh, one of those trickily priced guys, but definitely potential to go up if the halves can suddenly learn to play out that way. But that just about does it for the yeah, Warriors for mine. Um, I'm not yeah, uh, really interested. I've yeah. got Tohu Harris down here, but even then, not that interested. Yeah, uh, he's pretty highly priced as well. Yep. Locked in. I wish he was center wing again. Remember those oh, days? Those that were was days, beautiful. Eh? A litany of players there. Final side for this pod. Yeah. Um, there's a couple in here that it's another strong have their super eye coach on. side, yeah. Yeah, strong NRL side. I think I've won a few comps recently, uh, or been in some grand finals at least. Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm. You love to hate them. Yeah, well, I don't mind them. They always tail up the Broncos. So. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I've got them, but I don't think we've beaten them since. But that's the thing. I think I only ever go for the Storm when they are playing the Broncos. Oh, they're time. easy to love when they yeah. just tail them up at Sun Suncorp. So, uh, fair bit of movement, especially in the back line for them uh, this year. I don't know if you've got the list in front of you, if you want to run through Somewhat. Them. I've got Will Chambers gone. Solomon Akate gone. 
Um, Curtis Scott, gone. <laughs> Brody Croft, gone. That was a, that was a bad, bad call. Well, rare bad call, but for, for the storm, oh yeah, say they could have <laughs> held on to that loose cannon and really made things uh, interesting. No one knows who he is in Melbourne. That's the well, thing. that's it. <laughs> well, if they didn't before, they do now. Alleged. Um, Joe Simpson also gone to the doggies to play a bit more minutes there, but. I mean, we'll talk about that on the next pod. We'll get into the dogs. Um, and Billy Walters uh, has gone to the Tigers to try and get a bit more of a run because he wasn't getting it behind double smiths. Mm. Bit of a log jam in some of the spine spots there. So in terms of the ins, you know, nothing really of note. They no. raided the Titans, though. The poor old Titans Tight. cannot well, take a trick. Riley Jacks, he was a stormer before, yeah, wasn't so he's he? Gone and he's bounced to the Titans. and yep. come back. Max uh, King, Branko Lee... Brinko, sort of Brinko, yeah, Brinko. I saw that one Brinko. coming away. Interesting. I don't know if he'll feature too much in this Hard side. Hard to given... say. I mean, you look at their predicted 17, and it's you got Justin Olam and Marion Seve as the three and four, so mm. you're not... You know, Shandor Earl got yeah. a fair few games last season on the comeback. But and... that's it. They're not stalwarts, and, no. and they don't have that position locked up by any means. But I can't see a guy like Brinko Lee who does a lot of... You know, less than uh, intelligent things on the footy field, getting a run to hey, Craig Bellamy's side. But... Great, great attacking player, but he is yeah. an absolute turnstile. Oh, can you imagine the blow-ups? Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> can you imagine? That'd be fun. Uh, opening draw for the Storm. Sorry, uh, one more in, if we can jump onto it. Momorowski. Oh, yeah, that's come out today. Only happened today, that transfer. Did uh, that, uh, that's actually gone ahead. At least haven't heard definitively, but it looks very much like it's going to happen. Yeah, interesting. So I wonder if he then, because Marion Seve is a big body there. I think he's, I think possibly came up more as a second rower during the grades. It could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but definitely seems like a name there that could make way if Big Mommy gets a run. Mommy, old Mommy. So they're trading Harry Grant for the season. Yeah, also the Tigers were in desperate need of some um, hooking help. Yep. So they grabbed this young gun. And um, I mean, Momorowski's in talks to extend his stay at the Tigers, and you know, putting him in the Storm system for a year—that's not the worst no. idea in the world. I don't think I've—I can recall that ever happening in the NRL no. before. So no, it's, breaking new ground—good to see. Uh, opening draw. So I've good. I've said four out of seven games at home, including against the mighty Titans and Warriors. So that's pretty huge. And then a couple of tough games, which always seem to bring out the best in the yeah. Sharks and Manly, both away. So um, for mine, that's a pretty handy draw for them. It's not bad. And you look at the teams they play twice, and they got Sharks, the Rabbits, and they got the Titans as well, and the Warriors. So it's pretty even. And I guess it's one of those things where if you're on the top of the table, whenever your draw comes out, it's going to be favourable. You're yep. playing teams worse than you. So um, yeah, I mean the Storm always seem to be up there or thereabouts. Hmm. Oh, it's just for years and years, everyone sort of said, oh, this is the year they'll fall away, this yeah. is the year, but they're just fine. Bellamy just... Pappenhausen, where did he come from? They had Drinkwater, you think like Slater, Drinkwater, Pappenhausen, Jerome Hughes. Yeah. At well, one stage, all fighting for a... That's it, they let Drinkwater go because they had other guys that could play the position. Yep. Just Drinkwater's a starting caliber forward. Mm. He, was, he was first choice last year and then out of nowhere. I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into Puppy... Uh, later on, yeah, but let's leave him for a round bit. one cheapies. I had a couple down here, um, likely to be very slow burning cows. So yeah, bench forwards in Tino F. Tino F. Uh, he looks like he might have the inside running for one of those second row 
spots on the bench that Bellamy loves, and Tom Eisenhuth, yep, yep. the old dual center, second row center wing. He's the AE nightmare turned That's into it. last season, but they're both starting. So Tino F is at 218k, and Eisenhuth's 185. So not breaking the bank. No, that's and they'll have a lot of love if they're named on the bench. And it's one of those Bellamy things that he'll play them, but he'll only play them 10 to 15 minutes just to, you know, give the Jesse Bromwich or the Nass a bit of a break or something like that. And just yeah, almost enough to. I remember last year Tui Kamikamitha. I started with him, and he was slow burning as they come, but managed to jag a try here or there. And well, it yeah, he pushed him up for like a 100k game or something. Just looking at his stats, and he started off 30, 14, 23, and then jagged a 61 in round four. So it jumped his price, you know, up 100k by, oh, what are we looking at, round seven? Mm, and I clearly spent that money well. Yeah, easily. my yeah. 18k. Straight to Wade Egan. <laughs> <laughs> Premium. Uh, yeah, that's it. So outside of that, the side looks fairly settled um, since last season. That back line just... Yeah, some guns in that. But we'll, we'll get into those straight yeah, up. We will. So let's um, start with the norm. Like who, who's been a super coach gun for a decade and probably doesn't need too much faffing on. But CS Nine, Cameron Smith. Yeah, I mean, so many people are sleeping on him. You look at the the team um, forum on our on the site, and it's either Cook or Coruscant. Yep. Or um, Braley's there, obviously. Um, Wade Egan? Is Wade Egan uh, featuring th- a lot? Yeah, obviously. There's a guy by the name of JT something or other. JT2017, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, he's in every one of his drafts. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, Smith's only 20k cheaper than Cook is. And he doesn't play Origin. And, yeah. Um, uh, the only question mark I have is will he play a little bit more of a half role this year? Yeah, that was big talk last Last end of last too, year, yeah. wasn't it? That he's moving to that half roll to sort of spare the body a little bit and keep him out of the grind of the middle. But it, they've rubbished it and yeah. said, no, no, it's definitely not, not going to happen. But yeah, it's a well, long they, season. He's they, getting on. He's yeah. almost, what, three, four years past his testimonial match and mm. he's, he's put some Ks in the body. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a guy that has to, the desire to keep going just to prove everyone wrong. But. He was rested a fair bit more than we're used to seeing last season. A lot of them were blowout games. Huge, and yeah. You're always going to stick your best players on the, the pine at that stage, but happened quite a lot for I mean, him. For me, if it wasn't for the Week 12 bye, I'd probably have him locked into my team. Mm. That's an interesting point there. I, I didn't even look that far ahead. <laughs> Glad someone has. So he'll obviously miss that bye. Again, so will Damien Cook. Yeah, and the that's origin exactly incumbent, right. So. Going Cook will miss both of bye weeks. So, say it, it just makes it a little bit more handy if you have a round sixteen bye guy in there. You just can, you know, set mm. and forget. Just let him go. Yeah. Uh, for mine, uh, I've started him ahead of Cook in my very very draft Ooh. side that I binned halfway through. Yep. But just for the price saving, the fact he ended up finishing only two points behind in average yep. last season. So I think Cook ended up with seventy six. He had a lot of. His ceiling is obviously a lot higher, and those are the games you want him for. But Cameron Smith, in terms of consistency... Uh, and he's, as say, well, we spoke about it with Moses before, he's kicking, so he's got that... Crafty. That floor. Mm. So what he made, what he loses in base compared to like a guy like Hodgson or Damien Cook is that he just creates so much. So he's always got a force drop out around the corner. And, That's it. And there's uh, the, the old JT unicorn points that seem yeah, to go I to think they ran out Cam season. Smith. But that's it. So he's always going to be involved. So, I mean, not he's an option that I've locked in 
they're overcooked. So yeah, I can't argue call, it. But I can't argue it. I mean, as you said, two points difference. Um, so what's that? Fifty across the season. Twenty mm. um, k price difference. And we'll play an extra it. game. There's nothing yeah, all in it. Things holding. So yeah, uh, for mine, he's a good option. So Cameron Munster. Um, we talk about games against the likes of Titans and Warriors. This is a guy who could absolutely go to town early on and get to that you know, Gareth Widdop sort of 750k out of nowhere sort of price. Currently at 644k and just a 5.8 this year. Doesn't just have the jewel. Uh, he's an absolute roller coaster. And oh, some I, I games was surprised just... to see him averaging 70 for the year. The thing is, he, he will go through games and you'll watch him as an, uh, as an owner last season and Sometimes he can be quite uninvolved and just not get the attacking stats. But then he and you think, oh, he's a terrible game. He still finished just about every game with a forty at well, least. That's it. Lowest score for the year was a forty, which yeah. he done twice. But he had one, two, three, four. I don't know, seven games in the forties, and probably equal that above eighty. Hmm. So he's really going, you know, rocks to diamonds in that regard. But it's a solid floor. And his ceiling is, well, he had 159 against Parramatta at Magic Round. So, oh, yeah, we all remember that. Well, that's what he can do. Yeah, that's it. So you did get a, what, 85 average between him and him and Gutho for mm. that game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a high price to pay in that 5'8 position, but he's, for mine, probably top shelf. Yeah, he's there, especially for that floor. Um, just means that yeah, you're not too worried about it. You know, in putting out some 15 or 20 horrible thing, and you can almost safely lock him in as uh, like a captain option against these sort of dud sides. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You look at him for these dud sides, <coughs> and he just destroys them. Mm. So for mine, I mean, he's. I'll have to see how he fits into the side. I didn't get that far down to, to 5 8, but uh, for mine, can't go wrong with him to start well, the If year. you're looking at a gun 5 8, you're. Your choices are pretty thin. I mean, I would, I'm actually surprised you've gone past Morgo, if I'm being completely honest. But <laughs> yeah, that's not to say you don't have him in your halfback spot because he is a jewel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you've got Munster, Cody Walker, Sean Johnson, and then Luke Keary comes in at number four in that position. Then going down the list a little bit, you know, Milford's, Morgan's. Very, very much up and down. Pretty those. thin at the top end of that. Yep. So, I mean, if you want premium and you confident enough to throw the cash his way I mean I don't see a lot of downside there so I'm sure Munster will be a very popular one uh, next one on the list uh, and obviously talk of last season given how incredible his year was but Ryan Pappenhausen $508,000 uh, fullback only but at a points per minute last season off the bench randomly utility fullback on occasion 1.2 points per minute for a back, and that is absolutely ridiculous. insane. And he just kept it. It wasn't like it was a flash in the pan, like he had that big magic round and then you know, it didn't kick on too well. It was almost every game he was slicing through. You have a look at real. magic round, 119 points in 31 minutes. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, 3.84 PPM, don't mind if I do. <laughs> I mean, um, seven scores above 70 points as well. Uh, I think he played 12 or so games. That's that's bloody handy. Well, I mean, he's priced at what are we looking at? Five ten. Yep. He is on the cheaper end of that, you know, premium. But that's because he's he had a three minute game, a twelve minute game, a six minute game, a one minute game, twelve minute game. 
where he kept his price way down. But in 80-minute games, 95 average. Mm. 95 average. Obviously, he's, he's not, not going to do that. that. No, that's he's not going to do that. But, I mean, that's top end of what he can do, and that's insane. Yeah, in terms of people that have got room to move, even at that 500K price tag, I mean, he's... Almost said. Can you imagine him against the Titans and Warriors to start the year? I do not want to not own that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll see. I don't think it will be too hard to squeeze. It, the thing is, the fullback spot. So, for a couple of years now, it's been Teddy Turbo. Yeah. Lock that in. Now, all of a sudden, you got Teddy, you got an injury prey plagued Turbo. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting times. It's really opened it up. Yeah, I like it. The thing that's thrown me off. Teddy is his price and it's simply that he's the most expensive guy in the game and there's only one way that price can go really and that's mm-hmm. down yeah and it ties up a lot of resources to start with him yeah I mean that's the big call sometimes you have to make you make the sacrifice of the player and you know like 50% are going to have them and then the, you're going to miss those like big games but if it means that you can afford a guy like Ryan Pappenhausen I think yeah I've, I've got the question here, is he a lock? And for me, he is. Yeah, based on you know, trials and injuries and all that pending. And potential. He's found his spot in that side. And the Storm finally have a settled spine for mine. So you've got Munster, Hughes, Smith, now Pap. So. But that's it. So they've left uh, Croft play the majority in the halves last year with Hughes at fullback, which kept Pappenhausen on the bench. But um, Croft gone, so Pappenhausen has locked in that fullback spot. Yep. Agreed. Uh, I think it's probably enough about Pappy. Last one I had on my list here was Adokar. He's always a name that piques a bit of interest just because well, of how, what he can do. We'll talk about Adokar. But... We'll talk about uh, Bunavalu. Sure. And that... Kind of like the Fusatua Mamalo Well, that's it. But right? it's, it's that rule that you can't tackle the attacking guy, and that's just made for Bunavalu. Mm. Um, oh, so you'd be going, so what's Vuni priced at? I, I didn't even have him I couldn't tell down you. Here. I'd say sort of mid-300s based he on how he wasn't great went. last year. Uh, no, by any means. No base. He no relies base. on attacking stats. He relies on getting, you know, falling over the so line. So Vuni is three seventy two. Ooh, close. Yeah. So you're getting hundred and twenty k cheaper than Adokar, about two hundred k more less than Mamalo. Mate, mate, he's cheaper than Justin Olam and Marion Seve. So yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. So I mean, he said it had a bad year. Yeah, he had he that one huge game going. where he scored three first half tries against the Raiders in about round two, I think it was, and then yep. did nothing for the rest of the season. Yeah, but again, but, bargain yeah. basement for I wouldn't say fallen gun, but is, definitely a guy that can turn you know that sort of price into five hundred k quite easily, quite quickly. With the Fox, there has been a lot of talk about him yeah, being shopped around. Been, yeah, rumblings, rumblings. So is I don't know that. The Momorowski trade, the Brinko signing, to me it kind of says we're planning for the future. We're looking ahead. Yeah, maybe something's happening, maybe something's not. But they definitely got some insurance yeah. options there. But hard to see. He's like such a gun player and a quality side. Like, I don't know what goes through their heads. Money, I'm assuming. Money. Yeah, that'll be it. Right, I'd do the same. <laughs> um, one more name for you, just quickly before we we wrap it up. Um, Kafusi, Felicity Kafusi. He's got a 46 average last year, um, not injury affected or anything. He played 22 games, mostly at 80. Just had a bad year, and he averaged 60 from the previous two years. What was his price? 426. So Four parallel six. with Lockie Fitz there. Yeah, almost exactly. So Fitzy and Fitzy had that those big years. between them. So yeah. yeah, so they're kind of in that mid range, and they both sort of, you know, 15 
points mm. lower than what they have done in the past. Is it just that awkward price? I always hate awkward. bringing those sort of sort of guys in. Sometimes you have to do it to start the year, but that's it. And if the cheapies aren't there, you got to downgrade some of those top end guys. And mm. these are sort of the dudes I'm looking at. Interesting call. Cool. All right, I think that probably brings us to the end of our what are we hour on? long two year. hours. <laughs> yeah, just play us on uh, at least one point five yep. speed. Get it through on your way to work and have a drink in hand. Yeah, oh, that's it. You, you need it to get through it. I need it to get through this rearranging the super coach side, but nonetheless, um, good to have you back, mate. Thanks for helping me it. out with this litany of players. It's you know helped a little bit in terms of um, unclouding, but. It's also clouded some other areas. We, me, man, so. we've got a long way to go. In, say, in, even looking at just what we're doing, we're only halfway through the team. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, we've already laid out a stake bet, though. So Oh, that's it. I can pretty much wrap up my preseason now. Let's it's go. It's been a productive off-season. So Cowboys v. Knights, we'll be riding that one for the season. So thanks, Lakey. Good to have you back, mate. Thanks, man. We'll uh, catch you next pod where we do the next few teams. Look forward to it.